what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in. This is Los Compas Unfiltered. I am your host, Checo. And this is your co-host, Noe. What up, what up? Thank Thanks you, for thank tuning in. For sure, for sure. Today we have a guest, uh, un compa, a homie uh, that I've been knowing for seven years or so, co-worker, cool-ass dude. Alvin, what's going on, bro? What How up, you bro? feeling? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, man. Welcome to Compass Unfiltered, bro. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited about this whole thing y'all got going on here. Yeah. I really am, man. I like it. Yeah, that's what I it feel is. good about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, man, well, we're gonna get right to it, bro, because it, it's definitely a good, uh, good topic. Good, good. Some, something I think that everybody would want to listen to, sure. and obviously something that's going on today um, that hasn't stopped, man. You know, and it's unfortunate, yeah. um, but we're going to be covering, you know, uh, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, uh, riots, and how it, how it affected, you know, Chicago. Because we're from Chicago, bro. We're, you know, I was born there. You were born there. For sure. Uh, yeah. My homie, uh, no, he wasn't born in Chicago, but he's from L.A., and L.A. got fucked up, too, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the whole riots and, and protesting and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it, it started off good. I mean, it started off, I mean, as far as, like, the, the intent of um injustice right you know right because of what had happened but it it went fucking sideways quick yeah you know yeah um i mean i know you're from the south side you mean you, you still got family out there and whatnot you know like yeah, everybody right. my whole family pretty much there's very few people that uh that live outside of chicago right now i got like maybe maybe three family members that live outside the city other than myself now. That's it. Everybody else, and it's a bunch of them. If so, I start, so now you steady have to be in the city, or do you kind of stay away from it because you know what what comes with it when you're out there? Uh, I, I go, I go back, I go back, uh, just not as often as I used to, just because I just uh, once you uh, distance yourself for for a little while, it especially as uh, as things change, you don't want to be a sitting duck, man. When you don't know what's going on or who's who or what's what, you don't you don't want to be around something because you don't know how to defend yourself. When you right. don't know who the enemy is anymore, when you were constantly involved, then you knew everything that was going on. Now it's like you get a phone call here and there telling you so-and-so got into it with so-and-so. And okay, that's all I know. Now I go there and it's, I could be just left. Right. And I mean, you know? I feel as, as you move on and move out as well, you're you kind of expand your mind and open up your eyes to different yeah, things too, for sure. where yeah. you're not keeping your mind occupied on, you know, adapting to the environment or protecting yourself or whatever. Yeah. Right. Survival. Exactly. It's not survival all the time. It's, it's, which I don't think you lose live. it though, but, but you yeah. definitely pull yourself away from that mentality a little bit. True. It's a mode. It's a mode. You, you flip into that mode. Like if, for me, it's like once I, once I pass 35th street, yeah, <laughs> switch, switch goes on. I get I get off on Thirty Fifth Street and it's, and it's click. That's Checo. Checo, you want to kick in on that? Cause you're here. <laughs> yeah. So you know what's yeah. up. It, it, it's it's like that though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you go to the city, you hit you hit that certain area and you're just like, all right, that's home. All right, well, yeah. I know what to do when yeah. I get here. Yeah, and bro. then yeah. And then Which is funny get... that you say that because for me, anytime I'm on uh, you know two ninety heading like once I hit Cicero, I'm already on. Protective mode, locking doors, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I was, I was born and raised in Compton, California, so yeah. that's just the way it was built, you know. It's like, hey, that that man that's asking for money on the corner, you can't trust that, you yeah. know. Yeah, Compton ain't no joke either. 
So, I've never been there, but I've heard the story. So as soon you know. as I'm, I'm hitting Cicero and Berwyn, and, and to some people, that's not even the city. You know what I mean? To me, as soon as the houses start getting real close together, that's the city, <laughs> and I don't trust you. You know what I mean? That's right. just the way I, that's my right. mentality. And you can ask uh, Checo. Yeah. Uh, anytime we were in the city, I was like, yo, bro, where we at? Who rose here? What's going down? And, and prepare me for whatever's going to happen, because I already know anything map. could happen. Exactly. Yeah. I already know anything could happen. Anything could go down at any time. So. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, for sure. And um, man, we, we all have our own probably experiences, stories, and whatnot with, with, uh, with cops, because I kind of want to touch on that, man. Right. You know, uh, I, when I, especially when I first seen that video with George Floyd, and I think probably majority of the world, I mean, you still got assholes and shit, you know, but right. everybody was probably like, what the fuck? Right. You know, and the thing is, we've seen shit like that, and, and probably with our own, we didn't have cameras back then. True, and so it's not. What shocked me, it was just that you're being recorded, and you gave no fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not nervous at like, all. Like it, it's it's different when when you're when you're uh, when you're in the city and, and you see the stuff like that. And you hear stories like that. We're like man, the cop was doing this and he was doing that, and it's kind of like man, yeah, like I believe it. But now it's like there's there's actual video, and dude was looking straight at the camera like so. Oh well, and I do, and I don't want to get too too far in, in into um, Trump and whatnot, but I do feel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that clown you. ass, <laughs> but um, twenty twenty man, man. this is the co-host, and I, I'm not sure I can know that. <laughs> no man, but I I do feel like you know I have seen this video where he's like at a some kind of a rally, but it's like all cops and whatnot. Right, and he's he's telling them like, you know, be rough with them. Don't don't put them in the paddy wagon nicely. Like throw them in there and shit like that. So it's like, you got the president saying some shit like that, and right. then months later, this shit happens, or whatever amount of time was from that to this. You know, it's like C- what the condoning fuck? it. He basically or amping it up, hyping it, it. co-signed it. If if you do it, it's okay. If you if because it was never. I mean, if, if you tell anybody something is okay. Eventually, you're going to have somebody try it, and they're going to say, hey, it worked. Right. Or they're going to see that it worked. And then that whoever else has those feelings is going to try it. And right. if that works, then it's just going to spread. And Oh, man. And then especially if it comes from the man with the most power. Calling the shots. In the entire fucking world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's yeah. saying, like, do this, do that. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Hell you know? yeah. They've been wanting to do it anyway. They just had rules. Some of them officers wanted to do it anyway. I mean, I, and some of them do, be, but like I said, contained. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been going on. Like Checo said, this is something that's been going on, and and it it saddens me the most because it it shows you how humanity, or if you just want to focus on on police brutality, how it hasn't progressed in a positive way. True. Um, I I mean. Like I said, I, I was born in Compton, California. I was probably like four or five years old. And having to we go whatever, run errands or whatever we had to do. I, I mean, I was a kid. And I, I went wherever my aunt took me, you know. But right. I remember, you know, asking her, like, yo, what's going on? You know, why why, why is the swap meet missing in the corner? Why is the liquor store burnt down? Like, And just the expression in her face, you know, of fear of knowing that we shouldn't be out there at the time. But we had to probably go somewhere. Right. And and also not knowing what to tell me at four to five years old of why this stuff is happening, you know. But I mean, now as as a grown man, you get to see, you know, even at, at a blurry video for Rodney King, or the shooting of George Floyd, or 
Sandra Bland or, you know, like everything that's going on, it, it saddens me that we have not moved forward, you know, and, and progressed in a positive way. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. It's, it's, man, it, it's, it, I believe that it's, it's a mentality, man. It's what, it's what's put out in front of people, man. If, if you get told that everybody's dangerous, all of them are dangerous, or all of them are this, or all of them are that, you already have the, the hate that's already there, but then now you're, you're breeding more. You're breeding more hate. You're, you're breeding. You're telling. You're telling people who didn't think a certain way before to now think this way. So it becomes now they hand in hand, and and they just, it just you know it boils over. It, you know it erupts. It, it it erupts, and then and then you tell people it's okay to say certain things, kind of like you know, your president saying he says <laughs> things that people shouldn't say. So if you tell the same, just like you told the cops. Do that forcefully, or do this, or do that, and that's okay. Oh, lead, you got lead by example. So if you, if I see you saying something and it's okay, now these internal feelings that I've been hiding, I can now. Which it does feel like he did bring that out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, people that were hiding or being racist behind closed doors, yeah, kind of came out and said, "All right, so we can bring it up now." Yeah, you know, it I can say it now. It's cool. Yeah. It definitely oh, felt for sure. that way, you know. I mean, shoot, we see that at work without trying to get into work, oh, but we see it at work, man. As, as, as soon as Trump won, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they wearing they racist out. banners on their face, and they ain't got to <laughs> say nothing. It's just like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do this for eight years, or you going to stop it? I don't know when you plan on letting this go, but but yeah, I, I definitely, we definitely felt it. We felt it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, you know, obviously, the, the whole cops and, and being filmed and whatnot. So that already happened. So now people are protesting. Right. And obviously for, for a good reason. You know what I mean? It Yeah, it was fucked up. But then it turns into riots. You know, how, how Noe was saying, you know, uh, looting and just, you know. In the beginning, I did have this mentality like, I mean, fuck it. You know, especially when it was in downtown Chicago. Kind of like, what did, what did you expect? Kind of like, you know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, and, and and you know, to me, I was like, man, as long as they don't hit up the the, the mom and pops shops, don't hurt the small people. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. but then they started going into the mom and pop shops too, and it's like, fuck, man, y'all fucking up your own neighborhood. Nobody was off limits. N- nah, there was no rules. There was no etiquette. There was no. There was no nothing. Just rampage. That was it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, like I said, that was my mentality at first. I was like, man, whatever's downtown, you got your Gucci stores, your Apple stores, whatever's out there, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I was like, they got insurance. Right. You know, they'd they be all right, you know, whatever, man. Right. Go ahead, get your Louis bag, you know, and go get your you know, whatever you're going to get. But then, you know, I also started thinking about the, the people that work there. You know what I mean? It's like, now they're out of a job. True. Insurance is going to pay that. They're gonna cover the store, you know, whatever. But employees are fucked now, you right. know. Whether whether it's for a few months, a couple of weeks, whatever it is, you know. Um, and then, like I said, we started going into the mom and pop shops, where I was just like, man, now that's crazy, you know. Like, why would you want to hurt people in your own community, right? You know, like, like that. But they started, or they wanted to go into Twenty Sixth Street in Chicago, which is mainly Latinos, Mexican. Yeah. They got kicked out, but it was 
white people who were also trying to loot in there. It wasn't just black people, you know? True. Yeah, I mean, and they were just kicking out anybody who was trying to loot, right. period. And ju- just to clarify, the, the looters were a mix of people. It you was know? mixed. It wasn't, it wasn't just wasn't. black people that were protesting or whatever. It was everybody who was there for the wrong reason, it feels like, you know? Oh, they were just there for looting and stealing or whatever, you know? Right. And then you got the... Local uh, militia, the local Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a militia. Uh, That's man, a militia. You know, sure. they were they were just protecting the neighborhood. Um, I don't agree with uh, obviously the local militia. Would be, I mean, with this case, yeah, you know, they're protecting the neighborhood. Other than that, you know, yeah, nah. But yeah. they were doing a good thing. Finally. <laughs> Boy, hey, if, when you're from the neighborhood, bro, that local militia be fucking with you. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it ain't like they're always doing good, you know? Right. They stay um, on their shit, too. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially 26 year They stay campaigning, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not. All damn day. Yeah, this, yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. But that event turned into uh, Latino versus black. Right. Now, that scared me, bro. Just because. It wasn't. It wasn't like this gang and that gang. They're just Latino and they're just black. They're going at it in an empty, you know, football field or some shit. And it is what it is. Right. They're targeting older women, men, the corn man. Hey, nobody mess with the corn man, bro. Come yeah, on, I need bro. My you know, like, days, man. They lucky I wasn't there for that shit. Don't fuck with them elotes. <laughs> I'm gonna blow this bitch down. You fuck with the elotes, man. I'm not gonna play with you. Nah, we ain't gonna play them games. But now, on a serious note, like it, it made me very uneasy because I've never, you know, where I grew up, I didn't even uh, have any uh, Latino people that lived by me, so I had never encountered a Latino person uh, in a negative way. I had never experienced a negative, you know what I'm saying? Then when we was kids, the only time we would go in Latino neighborhoods is when we used to go to the damn uh, Chuck E. Cheese over there on Kedzie and shit. Oh, yeah, We yeah, went there yeah. and for everybody's birthday yeah, everybody, party. Was, everybody was, went there. <laughs> and it was cool. Like, I've never experienced Hood it. In check. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never experienced it in a negative way. So, so you know, and then moving forward, you know, my kids are, are mixed, you know, Latino. So it's like... For me to see that, it bothered me because I had never experienced people in a negative in a negative way or saw them in a negative way to where like I can actually have a beef with I can't have a beef with you, dude. Like I, if somebody was to try to fight me over that, yeah, I'd be, yeah, like, yeah. It's I'd be like, like, I'm not gonna fight you, bro. I I, not I can't that. bring it out of myself because I know you know how this how this started and where it came from. So it made me very uneasy and made me very uncomfortable, and I didn't I didn't like it. I ain't like it at all, and I think that it was just ignorance, bro. It just goes to show you that we we are so uh, gullible and and able to be persuaded to do anything, even if it's not even the right shit to do. Like I heard guys putting out videos saying, "I don't care if I knew you for fifteen years. If you're Mexican, I'm doing this and I'm doing that." And I'm like, "Wait, what? Wait." For fi- you knew this dude for 15 years and you yeah, telling me one incident, this, this, whatever is going on, you don't even know what the hell is going on. But because of what those guys over there are doing or because of what a handful of those guys did, you're going to destroy 15 years of camaraderie or a friendship with somebody. And it just goes to show you that people, man, people, people out of their fucking mind. It, show, it shows you how much minorities need to grow. Yeah. You know? For sure. As people and as humanity, man, like Hispanics, blacks, you know, 
Yeah. I feel like that's a perfect example of saying, all right, we still have some growing to do. You know what I mean? Where something so crazy, like you said, an incident and then can make us fight again or whatever. Because in Compton, it, it's definitely, it happened. The riots. It's big, it's oh, big yeah. out there. It, it yeah. was huge, you know? Yeah. And I'm not sure how it is now. I'm not there now, but back then it was definitely, it was happening in schools and high schools, middle schools, where it was, it, it would happen like that. But yeah, I feel like we definitely have some some room for growth there, you know? Right. And that's a perfect example of it. And Compton has that type of tension, though. I, I've always, you know, like I said, I've never been there, but the stories that I've heard, it always had that sort of, uh, that was like that was like the thing like the divider, that was yeah right. that was going on in Chicago and like Chicago is segregated you know with the black neighborhoods and the Latino neighborhoods but there it's it's rare, it's it's only a few of them that actually ever engage in a beef from what I know from what I know I can't speak I guess I can't speak for the entire city but I've right. never heard of any of my friends or family members or associates having a beef. Over with, that, with Latino people, like because, just because they're Latino or, or, or vice because versa, of what gang they in or whatever, it's like they over there, we over here. It was almost like that divide was the reason why we don't beef that that yeah. street. We don't beef because that street is there. You yeah. know what I'm right. saying? We stay on this side and we beef with the people over here, but we don't because yeah. it's, it's 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 a pointless beef because how the hell would it start? <laughs> like right, what, right, what right. would start that war when you know when we all fighting each other anyway? Yeah. Our own, our guy. own, our own. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely crazy, man. Like I said, it was I was um I was worried for the the elders and, and on both sides because yeah. it's like you saw and you heard some Latinos were like, "Well, fuck it, green light on on them too." And it's like, no, what you mean, bro? <laughs> like, no, nah, no, 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 no green light on nobody. Nobody, chill. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. What did that old man, old lady, or whoever, you know, or that pregnant lady or whoever, bro, you know, innocent people, like, yeah. for what? Yeah. You know? It was, um, like I said, it was scary, bro. It was definitely scary, you know? Yeah, that shit hurt me, man. It's, it just, it set us back. It set us back a bit, you know, for all of the ones that's weak-minded. It just, it's, it, it set us back because whoever said all of that stuff, even, like, about his friend, like, he, you just let him know how you felt about him. If yeah. he was willing to go to war with him behind... Right, something that was basically planted, an idea that was planted. He was willing to go to war with a 10, 15 year homie. Like that's crazy, that's crazy to me. So it kind of set back a lot of, a lot of things that I think you know relationships are built, and you could break a relationship down with with just one wrong gesture. You know what I'm saying? One wrong thing. You could say one wrong thing to a homie that you've been friends with for fifteen years, and fifteen years is gone. Like that, like and, that. So. Just, and just to clarify and make sure that we we get this. You know, right. This all started because people didn't let protesters come into 26th Street right. True. to protest or, you know, to loot or loot whatever it was. Yeah. Right. Well, that was the thing. They, they were saying um, that they can protest all they want. They can come down 26th Street. It was it was good. If anything, it was going to be like a black and Latino coming together and let's just protest. Let's just walk down. Right. But ain't nobody going into no stores, yeah. right? No robbing, and, and that's where it kind of went. That's where it went, you know. Well, because from what I had heard and I had seen videos, and obviously, you know, Facebook with comments, people just commenting back and forth. And the thing is, you don't even know who's actually a, a, like a real profile too, because people will be making fake accounts, talking shit. You know what I mean? Same. It could be a Latino, but they have a, a, a profile pic of a black person, and then, you know, the whole time it's a damn Latino or a white person behind, behind the keyboard, stirring up shit, just stirring up shit. That's crazy, but. 
they were saying like, how can Latinos go into black neighborhoods and loot and riot, but now we can't go to the Latino hood and loot and riot. My only thing was, well, those Latinos probably live there, most likely. You know what I mean? Obviously, some are probably still going to go. Oh, shit, they're looting over there. We're going over there. Right. But probably a lot of them do already live there. So they saw everybody else doing it, and they did it, you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's, a, that's funny because when I, when I saw all of this was going on, the shit that we talking about with the whole, you know, the black versus brown thing, and then I ended up going to visit my family, right? So I, I was going to get something to eat at the restaurant. My, me and my cousin called it in. We're going to get something to eat, and I'm at a red light. This was on a Sunday. This was the day that they went into that one big liquor store. I oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I seen was, the video. This was, was that it? day. Yeah. Now I'm I'm all the way I'm all the way in. Uh, I was in Calumet City, right? So I'm on a 159th Street in Torrance, and I come up to a red light. Bro, I looked up and I saw. I saw two white boys. They walked into the window of a of a advanced auto parts. Like it wasn't even there. Like they just stepped in. So I'm sitting at the light. I swear the light turned green three times. I didn't move. I'm looking at all of this fucking chaos, right? I look over. The dude comes back out of the door with a damn battery, carrying a battery. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And they walking. They on foot. So wherever their car is at gotta be far away. Yeah. I look up again, I see a Latino girl, two of them. And then I saw a black girl. They was all together in a group. So it, it, it goes to show you, like, wait, over there, they're keeping you out of the neighborhood. But I see these two Latino girls and this one black girl yeah. going in this store to steal some shit. I'm like... Just shows you that we can work together. We can work together <laughs> when it comes down to stealing some shit. You know what I mean? When it comes down to getting some shit together, we can, you know, we can get it together. I'm talking about, man, they running down the street with wigs and shit. They putting on lashes <laughs> while they running, bro. Hey, this shit was crazy, but... I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that on one side of town, they're keeping people out. And then on the other side of town, they're teaming up to go. To go and. And take shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just, that's just how, it's, it's, it's so, it's so, uh, everything is so out of place with that. That's what lets you know that everybody has their own agenda. There wasn't any real Nothing real there, and then if you think about it, like I said, how many how many children uh, are mixed, black and Latino? When right. you think about that, how so? Where where's the world gonna be when when this dude's girlfriend or this this girl's you know husband or her baby daddy or whatever? How, how does that happen? Yeah, he can't come to the neighborhood to see his kids, or I mean, how how does how does this unfold when it gets to be you know full blown? It's the it's just. Man, this this shit had my mind blown. I didn't even know what to think about it no more. We talked about it plenty. Oh of yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, I only got to see a few videos, and I I tell this guy all the time. I don't like seeing crazy videos like that where like the elote person got robbed or they got beat up, mm -hmm. and that's that's just too disturbing to me. I don't want to my break my mental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I try to avoid watching stuff. I know this guy likes watching, not that specifically, but he likes watching like people getting knocked out, man, <laughs> senseless, oh, man. senseless and stuff. So don't even get me started yeah. on him. <laughs> so, so I know his mental is a little messed up and disturbing already, but for me, like that's just way too much. It's already too much for me. So yeah. I got to see a few of them and and people comment or whatever, and and I pretty much stopped watching stuff like that. And I was like, man, I hope it doesn't get to 
to a level that I've seen or, or you know, lived through in Compton, you know, because it's crazy. Nobody cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're with your mom, you're with your dad, if they're elderly. So I just, I was hoping that it didn't get to that point, but yeah. Yeah. What, right. you, what else you got, Checo? What other questions you got regarding that, that specific topic? Or if you want to go back to, you know, to the police officer that was. Well, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, the cops, bro, like I, we, we kind of, I don't want to say we, we bagged on them or we, we talked bad about them, but you know, we have had bad experiences, right? but not every experience that I've had with a cop, just you know, clarify, has been bad. You know what I mean? True. You know, there, there's actually some good cops out there, and and um, you know, we sure we saw a video today where I was like, man, that was a good shoot. Yeah. I, if like I was a, in those shoes, you said good shoot or good shooting? Shoot, like I would have shot too. Oh, like, oh. I, I would have fucked him I, up I, immediately. <laughs> he wouldn't have even got the chance to do what he did. That's how. That's how. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. so messed up, bro. Because it's like. If if that cop would have pulled the trigger a second or two earlier, it would have been looked in a different light. They would have ate his ass alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been like another yeah. cop, yeah. another cop fucking shot someone else or a black person, and and you know whatever. And was, was this they, victim a black person as well, or what was this video about? Can you kind so, of describe the video a little bit, just because I've not seen it? So, yeah. um, so that, I think it was in Chicago. I think that, I think that's yeah. what the title said. It was in Chicago. It was like a, a yeah, because you you had seen the news about it. I think or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it came across my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. So it's a body cam footage, mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're it's I, I think I want to say it's a couple, or if not, uh, three officers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to ask questions. I guess to a suspect, and he's like behind the bushes, and they're telling him to not reach for anything, you know, mm-hmm. which he does anyway. He had a big ass fucking knife, bro. Yeah, big ass, big knife ass. Too. Yeah, he had a big ass knife. And big um, ass knife. This was a sword, sir. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a sword. <laughs> well, he had a big ass knife, bro. Um, okay. And they were telling him to drop it multiple times. He wouldn't drop it, and he started walking towards one of the officers. And this officer just was a female, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. she had her taser out, her taser gun, and so she tased. And he did drop, mm-hmm. but he had to have been on something, bro. He, his ass got up. Yeah, he, he got up. Them bitches out, man. <laughs> he was trying to grab the grab the cords. Yeah. yeah, he got up. He got up, man. Took took him out or tried to take him out, and then kind of went after her. He did. And um, I want to say he had to have stabbed her, bro. It seemed like it. He it definitely the, took at least two good. Two or three good pokes at her, like okay. it looked like it looked, it looked like, like he, he was making contact. And at this time, and, boom, boom. And, she and was well, after those two, three pokes, then they shot. Yeah, she was screaming already. She, oh yeah, she like, was. Yeah, she was ready to. Yeah. But it's like if the cops would have reacted Sooner. before he sh- yeah. he stabbed her, which we don't know if he did or not. I mean, it right. just seems like from the video, from the angle, it seems like she got poked. Yeah. Um, but if they would have reacted two seconds earlier. Then it would have been a completely different story. That could have triggered another riot. Oh, easy, bro. <laughs> that would have triggered another riot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, man, cops have it hard too. Of you know? course, of course. I always think there's a nice balance between the victim and and the cop doing his job. And yeah. I feel like, yes, they do try to abuse of their their power for sure. I, I mean, we like I said, you've said it too. Like we've lived it. Yeah. But. Um, coming from where we come from, man, we should already know you should be on your best behavior when you're talking to a police officer or if you're being stopped by a cop. I always try to act as 
you know, pleasant as possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. respectful as possible. Just because I know shit can go sideways. Quick. Quick. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be on me. Like it doesn't even have to be anything that I do. I just feel like that if that cop feels like shooting me, he, he will. will. Yeah. He could just oh, do sure. it. So exactly. <laughs> and, just, exactly. So to me it's like, all right, I already know. I, I get stopped. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, hands on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only reach for stuff if they ask me for it. If not, you know, uh, you know, answer any questions they they need. And it, and a lot of people might be like, "Well, that's the problem. You're in fear, and you, yeah, I want to go home, motherfucker." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. a fact. So yeah. I got kids, I got a wife, and I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not out here to try to prove a point. You know what I mean? Like if Ain't he no stopped me, to be proved, right? Man. If he stopped me sure. for a reason, hey, let him stop me. If I need a ticket, give me a ticket. I'm on my way. Peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But. I see. I feel like they definitely have it hard, man. I I have uh, family members in in law enforcement, you know, and they're correctional officers. You know, shout out to my boy, uh, my cousin Jesse, and, and my cousin Gordo. And I'm I'm sure they deal with a bunch of bullshit. You know, people are always on some bullshit, so I I can see why a cop would be you know hesitant or to trust or whatever. I mean, their job is to serve and protect, but they also got to protect themselves. You know what I mean? They get a lot of heat. Exactly, oh, exactly. But and it goes back to to the same thing is that everybody says, you know, is because of these bad apples, you know that. It is, you know bro. I mean? It is, and 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 to touch a little bit on on what you just said, I mean, it's it's like, like in Chicago, if you're in district so and so, you're dealing with all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, every time you encounter something. You're already probably on edge. It's a bad experience. You know what I mean? Just because of of the neighborhood you're you're watching, or it's your it's your uh, your area, your district. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then you but you can't compare that to like you know suburban cops. Some of them they they're just trigger happy and they they just want to you know whatever extra. Stuff. Which, which those are like the bad apples, I guess you want to say. You know or what I mean? The ones that want they want to abuse their yeah. power. And like I said, and some of them are just they're probably like legit just scared. They're probably like, yeah, I wanted to be a cop in Chicago, but not this district. Not but I mean, that. that's probably the only spot that was available. So now they're there. They deal, you know. With our own kind, bro. Like I said, 26th Street. They own it. On that. Oh, they're on that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, gang are on that, bro. Like, it's, it's not like, oh, they're out there just hustling and making money. No, though, bro. They, you walk they down the street. You're not, they, you're not from there, bro. They're going to check you. Uh, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever, you know. It's happened to me, you know. I, yeah, I was born in Chicago and whatnot, and I haven't lived in, you know, fuck, man, you know, or forever. And I go out there now, it's like, yeah, I'm tatted up. I'm whatever. I, I know I can't go down this street or whatever. I already know. I see a group of guys. Turn around, bro. Let's go back in the car. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? Imagine that. That's that's what you, that's what uniforms feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they right. feel like in uniform because yeah. you already tagged. You already marked. So yep. They already know how they're going to approach you. Yep. I, to be honest, man, I had... It's been at least three occasions. This is the reason why I don't really feed into the whole thing about like being harassed because when I was younger, I got pulled over a lot. But I also had... Reasons? Four twelves in the trunk. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I had a Chevy Malibu, two-door box Chevys. And, and you want to make sure you're 12 gauge or, or yeah. 12s? No, 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 not them 12s. Don't, oh, don't say that. You got you got to cut that out. <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I had speakers, and you know, I got you know five of my homies in the car, and you know what I mean. And then when the cops come, you know, I'm the driver, so I got to be cool. And then my boy in the back seat, like the fuck, they stop us for. I just want to know why the fuck we got. You know, yeah. hold up, buddy, and I'm hold looking up. back like, hey, fam, cool out. He gonna give me a little ticket for the noise, you know what I'm saying, for the speakers or whatever, because it was a time when I got a ticket for 
a police officer hearing my system for over 75 feet away. That was a ticket. I got yeah. that ticket in the city. I got it was crazy. I got that ticket in the city, and I'm like, I hear this shit all day, and you gonna right. pull me over and give me a ticket for seventy five feet? I'm like, if I yell, you can hear me, seventy five right, feet. Right. But he gave me the ticket and they impounded my car and whatnot. But that was when I was younger. Now, and I, now go back, touch on that point really quick. So they impounded your car. Why right. did they impound your car? Because of the base. So that even if you had a license and registration, everything, they could still say, you know what, we're gonna impound your car. They still took it for the base. Jeez. They still took it Louise, for the base. That's bad, man. Yeah, and, and and it was it was it was messed up because I think that because of he's I tell you what what it was he said that when he approached the light because I was at a red light I saw the nose of a car next to me out of my peripheral but I didn't look I didn't I had no reason to look you know what I mean so then I would y'all know three six mafia songs. They play a long-ass intro, and then the bass drops. They don't yeah. come in right away. Right, right. So he said that I waited for him to approach me, and then I disrespected him by cranking it. I didn't touch my radio. The you bass, had a remote? The bass didn't drop <laughs> yet. <laughs> the bass didn't drop yet, but yeah. he was mad about that. And, right, they, right. and you know, they was narc, so... He you wasn't know a 3-6 I mean? Mafia fan. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like 3-6 at all. Right. But yeah, you know, he... But that's when I was younger, so I understand that I drew a certain... Uh, a certain uh, amount of attention or I had a certain aura about myself because I was out there. I was doing my thing, you know what I mean? But when I got older, but I got away with at least three DUIs. I ain't going to lie. It was at least... <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> it was at least three. All right, there's a punch listen, right there. Listen, man, I was messed up, bro. Like, I'm talking about, yeah, and, and the officers, but because I was respectful, because I wasn't talking crazy and doing all of that. Three DUIs, man. Like, literally, no breathalyzers, no nothing. One cop looked me in my face and told me, if I was going to arrest you, you would already be in jail. He's like, go home. Damn. I was still, I was still 40 minutes from the house. So you know how scary this fucking ride was going back home. You oh, know what I mean? I've been on a highway swerving. State trooper was behind me. And I'm knowing I'm fucked up because, you know, you close the one eye and shit. <laughs> I got the one eye. I'm trying to get there. I feel like crying. I don't know what else to do with myself. I, don't I, think I condone me. this message. Hey, you hear me? <laughs> you feel me? So I've had, I've, I've had times where I've encountered police officers where they knew that they could have had me and they didn't. So it's like, but that was when I was older and more mature. And I didn't, like, you know, bow down to them or whatever, but it was just a cop. He just felt like, you know, man, I don't think you that messed up. He probably so. didn't want to do the paperwork. And yeah. he was probably doing you a solid. Was, because yeah, there true. is cops like that. And yeah. I definitely agree with you. That happened to me three times at least. I might not be remembering some, but that was three. That, that was, was three. three. I got three already tagged. But, you know, I don't I don't really fear police officers um, as much as everybody else does. I just, I just haven't had uh, a reason to. I haven't had a reason to. When I've had, I did get pulled over, literally over by the house. I got stopped, and they already were. When they approached me, they talked. They talked to me like as if I was already doing something wrong. I went to the gas station to get by my neighbor a pack of cigarettes, helping him out because he didn't have money. So he asked me if if I do your lawn for you or whatever. You know, it's like yard work and stuff like that. Uh, just give me a pack of cigarettes. I don't have the money. I said, cool. I, I, I grab your pack, you know. And I went over there and. When I left uh, the gas station, they they were already in the parking lot at the gas station. They followed me from the pump 
Like, I pulled up to the pump, got a little gas, went in there, got cigarettes, and, you know, came out, and I was headed home. And I used my signal because I know you're behind me. We all know that. You got to right, use right. the signal. You got to come to a complete stop. We know the deal. I did everything. And when I when I pulled over, he was yelling at me that I should have pulled into the lot instead of pulling over to the right side of the road. Like, I pulled over to the right side of the road, like, you know, like normal. And he was yelling at me through the speakers, like, go in the lot. And I'm like, okay, so I go in the lot. But when they got out, I realized who they were. They was narcs. Bulletproof vest with his thumbs in there, with his chest all big. Oh, and he got his yeah. hair combed back like a car salesman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that was the, you know. And, and, and when he approached the car, he was like, why do you have an attitude? And I'm like, I don't really, I don't have an attitude. I'm just wondering what I did wrong. And he's like, yeah, well, you'll find out soon. And I'm like, see, that's that's the... The abuse of authority right That's there. That's the, yeah. the abuse of authority because now you're approaching me in a negative way and I haven't even done anything. Right. So you're already bringing that energy into this because you want me to react. It seems right. that way. And then you got your thumbs in there and you have that, that uh, aggressive stance. Like you're ready to pounce on me. It's like, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And I feel like whenever that happens you do go into a defense mode because you haven't done anything wrong. Like mm -hmm. if you're paying your taxes, you, you don't, you've mentioned earlier, you love where you live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, if you feel like you're paying taxes, you're literally who's paying these people, you know? Yeah. So sure. yeah, you do feel some type of way. And yeah. I agree with that, man. 100%. Yeah, like, why bother me? I'm sure somebody's somewhere doing something actually go bad. In my neighborhood. Yeah. Go find them. Go get him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Now, I wanted to touch on something that was super important that you said, you know, when you were younger, you definitely brought that attention to yourself. And I feel, I agree 100% because I mean, we would hang out all the time, check on. I feel like we brought that same attention, whether it be riding to the city and, and getting into trouble in the city, which is one of the reasons why I don't like going to the city at all. Mm -hmm. And, and also with police officers, whenever you did get stopped, like you said, with the, the 12s and the, and the system pounding and, and all that, um, but one of the other things I wanted to mention, it feels like when when you grow up in poverty, it feels like you're you're down already, you broke, your car's broke down, you have no headlight or whatever, right. and it feels like you almost get kicked, you know, by getting stopped again by the cops, like oh your you know registration is out of order or your your headlight and and it feels like it if you don't get out of that 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 state of poverty or that mentality, you just keep getting stuck. All of a sudden, you have no no license. All of a sudden, you mm -hmm. have no car. It's in the no. impound, uh, and it, and I, I can see why people get stuck in the neighborhood and kind of go the bad route because it's not easy to get out of that. You right. know, it feels right. like you almost get you know like the cops are just there waiting for your ass to to yeah. fall into you know the you know the victim mode again, and and those situations kind of kick you down again. But I, I just wanted to touch up on that a little bit. It feels like that, and I definitely felt like when I was younger. I would have a lot more interactions with police officers. Not that we were terrible kids or anything, but they definitely, you know, you bring that attention to, to you yourself. A target. Yeah, you become a target. You become a target, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like that, for and sure. And what's so crazy, too, is that you lose your license, not even just because they, because of your headline. You lose a license because you didn't have the money to begin with to pay the ticket. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so now... You, and, it, that, yeah, that's where it, it goes to me. Like, it feels like, yeah. man, you keep getting kicked while you're down, you know? Yeah. And it just, yeah. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that situation and it just, they just get comfortable living that way, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it might not be comfortable, but they just get used to it. And it's just kind of like, this is, this is just life. 
Accept it. They, they accept, accept it. it. Accept it. Accept it. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it sucks, man. It sucks that you know people who are like that. And and the thing is, people will criticize. Oh, well, why can't they just you know get better lives or, or do this? <laughs> it's like, oh, like if it's so fucking easy, you know what I mean? Right, oh, right. it's not easy. When, when you're there, man, it's not easy to get out of poverty and get out of the hood. And um, I'm grateful that my parents, you know, were able to pull us out. My mom, my pops, you know. Um, but. I, I always think that like, it could easily have been the other way, man. I could still be living there, you know, and there's nothing wrong with living in the hood. I'm just saying, like, I'm happy where I'm at now, for oh, sure. Yeah, and I'm grateful 100%. that my, my parents, you know, fought to get us out of there and get us yeah. out of that environment, you know? Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, who knows? Maybe we wouldn't be living now. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff happens in the hood, so. Definitely. Yeah. So now that we're out, bro, and I want to touch on, uh, you got a business coming up, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So everybody in the Schomburg, Elgin, yeah. Streamwood, All Hanover, yeah, 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 y'all get be ready, ready for, for it, man. Get ready for it. We coming, man. Well, yeah. what, what's going on? Tell tell us a little bit <laughs> about that. What's going yeah. on? What what is in your plans? It's been it's been an uphill uphill battle. You know, I talk to Checo about it all the time. Uh, it's it's been you know I kind of. I kind of felt like uh, when you move into the suburbs, you know, we lack a lot of home. Like, we always have to go back to the city to go and get this. Or we have to go back to the city to go and get that. And I just feel like a lot of people uh, move here. And they don't necessarily need to go back for certain things. So I decided to just try something. I'm going to bring Maxwell Street to Schaumburg. And, you know, the surrounding areas. It's called Chicago Zone. Uh, At first, uh, we wanted to go into a brick and mortar. But uh, with the COVID and all of this, you know, uncertainty and the amount of money that needed to be spent to do that, I decided not to, uh, you know, go that go, you know, waist deep into the situation until I, you know, tried it first. I want to I want to make sure that people are, you know, are going to embrace it uh, um, the right way. I'm definitely putting a lot of energy into making sure that the food is right and making sure that it's quality and not just some slap together you know, uh, uh, a copycat, nothing like that. You know, when you eat it, you will get the, you know, you'll get the full experience. The you full know Chicago I mean? feel. Yeah, and for the people Chicago that don't feel, know yeah. what Maxwell Street is, can you elaborate a little bit on that and tell us exactly like what, what is on the menu for, for people that well, don't know? Well, for, for mine in particular, in the inner city, uh, there's a, uh, they have a much more elaborate menu. Uh, me, I'm going to keep it simple, keep it real simple. I'm going to focus more on the Polish sauces, the pork chop sandwich, uh, the burgers, double burgers, hot dogs. Pretty much everything you get comes with mustard and grilled onions. That's everything, no matter what sandwich you get. I mean, unless you obviously ask for something else. And it also comes with fries. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to implement um, uh, um, Italian ice. Yeah. It's going to be coming also. We're not going to be doing the the regular sodas. We're going to go back to the Wildwood sodas that were originally, you know, being sold with Maxwell Street Food. We're going back to Wildwood. That was a, they got like drinks called Red Pop and Cream Soda and stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah. we, we gonna, you know, I'm going I'm to try to, you know, to bring the original feel uh, back to it, uh, you know, with a few more uh perks i should say you know we'll be giving away stuff and have just having fun man i mean i think 2020 uh deserves a little bit of of, of a smile man i think 2020 is, is, has beat up beat us all up man with not knowing which way it's up and not knowing what's going on and everybody with all this uncertainty so i figured you know why not you know give away some things to the kids you know 
like real stuff, you know, iPads and all kind of crazy stuff, and and just I got two kids, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta pull up. <laughs> yeah, pull up, pull up, man. And you know, and this, you know, it's just it, it's it's all you know, it's all uh, it's in its uh, stages now. Uh, I was hoping to be open uh, in October. It's gonna be a mobile unit, by the way. It's gonna be a mobile unit. Uh, because I didn't go brick and mortar because of everything that's going on. I just wanted to, you know, get it out there and give everybody a taste of it and let everybody check it out. And uh, yeah. and if and if and if they take it, then you know, brick and mortar here we come, man. We we, we got to put some more staples of, uh, from Chicago and the suburbs because there's far too many people uh, migrating from the inner city to the suburbs. And you know, I don't want to drive an hour to go get a Polish man. I just want to go down the street. Right, <laughs> and you already have a spot, a location. I'll I'll be. I haven't gotten an exact uh, location, but I'll definitely be moving around within that general area. Schaumburg, uh, Streamwood, uh, Carroll Stream. Uh, I actually have a few things lined up with a couple of VFWs because I definitely want to give back, man. I think that you know you want to have. Uh, you got to give blessings, man. Like you know, it's for me. It's it, uh, getting into this is not so much. Um, financial gain. It's more so about just the freedom, man. Just the freedom of just helping people and being in the position to and and receiving those blessings back, man. And just seeing people smile and laugh and just talk and, you know, just conversing with everybody and just enjoying, you know, the company of other people and, and you know, I'm going to be playing Bears games. You know, I got a big-ass TV. I was talking to Chuck about that, too. I got a big-ass TV that's going to be installed outside of it. So I'm gonna have Bears games playing and just, you know, bring us, you know, bring us all full circle and have, you know, when you come to eat by me, you just come in to, you know, come in to chill. It's not get like a good vibe. yeah, get a good vibe, man, because I love everybody. I love Chicago, man. It's just it's crazy right now. I still love it though, because it made us who, who we all are, man. You know, it's a part of it's a part of who we are. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to touch on. You know, it's like, you know, coming from where we come from, bro, and seeing you do that. It's like just people who are listening to this, yeah. Like, man, you can do it. You just gotta set your mind to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you wanna open up a business, if you wanna, you know, do anything, even even you know, something small like a podcast, bro, yeah. just go ahead and do it, bro. Just, just you know, leave just, out there. Yeah. This shit ain't small. This is hard work, man. Hey, no, well, you know, it, <laughs> so so is so is uh, the business of uh, <laughs> nah, for sure. For you know, sure. anything you do is gonna be hard work, man. But yeah. go ahead and do it. Like don't don't yeah. don't be afraid. Um you guys obviously you got to put in the work for it you know it's not going to be easy right but it you got to try it you know no don't matter, have no matter don't halfway it do not no. halfway it. if you're going in you got to go in full throttle because you have to think even if you don't have uh uh the resources you have to create them and i'm not saying you got to go take from nobody or whatever but you have to you have to find ways to you know, to squeeze things in, you have to, you have to build it. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, uh, houses or cars, they don't stand without frames or foundations. You have to, you have to build that. And if it takes a year to build that foundation, it's worth it to dedicate, dedicate right. that time to that foundation. Because if you build it too fast and you just decide you're just going to slap a bunch of stuff together, you're not going to research, you're not going to, you know, and you think it's just going to grow overnight. You know, they say most businesses die within the first, you know, first few years. The yeah. first year. They yeah. Say if it, within yeah. the first year, if it, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's poor management, poor planning. You know what I mean? So you have to, when you, when you step out there, just believe in yourself, man. You know, believe in yourself and, and, and try. Like, really try. Don't say I'm trying. Like, really 
you don't have to tell people you're trying if you're actually trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to see it, right? Yeah, they're going to see it. Yeah, right. they're actually trying. You shouldn't have to say, I'm trying a million times. Like, you're going to lose sleep behind it because I lost a lot of sleep. So, <laughs> man. Yeah. I, I know you did. Yeah, I, I always know you did, bro. So, so, I'm hoping that, you know, that, that they embrace it. And I'm, you know, I'm, if I ain't even going to speak negative if it don't work. When it works, you know, that's what's man. up. That's, that's what's up, bro. Hey. Yeah, that's what's hear. up, bro. And when, when yeah. should we be expecting this? Like right now with COVID and all that, I know a lot of cha- uh, plans change probably. Yeah. Uh, right now, what what is your 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 goal to have this open and, and running and functional? The goal was the goal was Halloween, but it changed because the unit is uh is still being equipped. It's still being Got equipped. It. I have to follow all of the rules and make sure that it's uh, all in order for like the... Uh, up to code and everything. Up to code. And, and yeah. I have to make sure of that. So if it takes longer for them to do that, you know what I mean? And then like the sanitation and like they have to check, you know, I have to come out and check it for all of that and make sure that people are safe and the food is being stored correctly and stuff like that. So I had to make sure that that was all in order. So I'm hoping that I get to do it in 2020. And a reason why I want to do no matter if it's November, I don't care if it's... I don't care when it when it's dead cold. I don't care as long as it's in twenty twenty. Only because I feel like that this this year has brought us down so much that before we end it, I want to kind of be you know a light at the end of the tunnel and just be giving people something to smile about, man. It's something to you know talk about and and say, oh wow, this dude did it and it's good and it tastes good and it's I'm going back. You know what I mean? Just give people something to look right, forward right. to, man. Because the news and the news and Google ain't really doing it for us, right? <laughs> they telling us everything bad and getting on your damn nerves. So, you know. Definitely, you know, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Well, man, we're going to wrap this up. Um, definitely let us know when, when you you know, business is uh, up and running. And for we'll sure. definitely put you on, bro. I'm gonna have we'll bring you there. back. We'll bring you back, man. Um, we're going to bring you back as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all got y'all to gotta come through, man, and, and hang out, man. And, uh. Yeah. Nah, we'll definitely show some support, man. I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah, I want to say one more thing. Before go we ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. You good, um, you good. Man, like two weeks ago, you know, my, my one of my younger cousins uh, got shot. He didn't die, but he got shot. And um, I ain't going to say his name and all that because that's not really important. But prior to him getting killed, I lost four cousins. And this is just getting back on the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago right, going, sure. What's going on? I lost four cousins over the past five years. So, and we talking blood. We're talking, I had to go to these funerals because it was that close. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, uh, I'm not going to tell people to, you know, you know, put the guns down and all of this and that. Because in Chicago, we all know that if we live there, you put your gun down, you're going to get shot. Yep. And don't put your gun down. What I want, what I want people to understand is that when we, when we do things, it has a, uh, an effect on more than just that person. And that shit spreads a negative, you know, it's a negative pulse that goes from, from that person that died, it's spreading to their kids, to their family, to their aunts, uncles, brothers, even if they did something crazy. I'm just saying that at some point, it's because in Chicago right now, the way that I feel is the war is not going to end. The violence is not going to end. They can put the feds, they can do whatever they want in Chicago. It's not ending only because there is too much pain that has been inserted. There's too much murder. There's too much blood that has been shed for it to stop. And you have those guys, and then you have the guys that are under those guys, and then those guys have kids. So you got a 
hope like hell those kids don't get older and say, well, his uncle back in 2000, you know, in 2020 murdered my cousin. But at the time he was eight. Yeah. Now he's 18 and he's ready to make a move. Right. You it's know? never ending. It's never ending. So, I mean, I love Chicago, man. And, it, and it's it, it pains me to see it in the condition that it's in, man. I love everybody in the city, you know what I mean? Black, brown, like, you know, we was talking about that earlier, man. I, I, I love everybody. I, mean, I love Chicago because without Chicago, a lot of the way we think and the way that we move, you know, and the uh, resilience that a lot of us have to get out here and, and make it make it happen. We wouldn't have it. We would not have it without living in those. Growing in, up in that environment. Growing up in that whatever. environment. So, you know what I mean? I just want everybody to, you know, to, to just, man, I mean, hang on. And I hope that, you know, this, this rain of fucking terror ends soon. But uh, it's just, just hang on, man. And, and I can't, like I said, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to tell them to put the guns down, but just be careful, man. Be careful. You know, and if your son is is out there and he's in the middle of that, don't let his ass get in your car. <laughs> don't let him get in your car. <laughs> let it tell him he got to live that life by himself. You know what I mean? Because you know it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice, man. And some of us were lucky enough to survive those decisions and survive their lifestyle. But if somebody was after me, I wouldn't have my son in my car. Right. If I know somebody's after me. I wouldn't have my mother in my passenger seat because they might pull up on the passenger side. Yeah. Right. So there's no, you know, that 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 mindfulness is no longer there where where we used to move like that back then. Right. People just doing whatever they want. They, so want, they want to be wild boys, man. They want to be I'm, wild. I, yeah. I feel like in in the position that you're in now and and the positions that we we're living in now, the only thing you could do is is help people get out. And, and, you know, yeah. whether yeah. it's with positive words, you know, say, hey, man, you know, it's, it's cool out here. Come out here. You should move out. You should do, you know. Yeah. Just get it together. Right. Get, get it together. Exactly. Yeah. And and if you can, if you're in, in a pretty much in a state where you can financially help somebody, then great. You know, yeah. even better. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, I'm always trying to spread that that good word saying, hey, man, you should probably, you know, move or come this way. Come, you know, it's, it's cool out here or it's safer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, typically people say it's safe in Chicago, too. But you know, it's it, not. You know, it's not. Don't let them lie to you, man. <laughs> Don't let them lie to you. If, if you, you watch the news, they'll tell you everything you need to know. You know, what I mean? right, right. But I love y'all, Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I was happy. I'm happy to be here, man, with y'all, man. This was nice. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you for sure. coming through, man. We, you know, we appreciate your time. Yeah. And like I said, man, once you got that business up and running, let us know, bro. We put you on for sure. Definitely. So definitely. Good looking out, man. Thanks for coming out. I'm looking forward to having some of that, man. And. I Love. really appreciate it, man. Love. Good vibes. Thank you.